This podcast is part of the No Phony Podcast Network, the home of independent awesomeness. Opposite of what Glenn Fry told us to do. Well, that song would have been a lot different if he was just yelling, the heat is off. Honey, the heat is off. Call the heating and cooling specialist. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, it's time for the idiots. An objective defense of the 80s. From a couple of idiots. Welcome back to another episode of The Idiots, an objective defense of 1980s pop culture and sports, which is part of pop culture, we decided. Yes, it is. From a couple of idiots. My name is Will, and joining me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Ray. How are we doing today? I'm doing very well. Oh, very well. Yeah, well, I was just thinking, you know, we just dropped our uh, MTV episode with and with our interview with Nina Blackwood, and so, I don't know, I'm still basking in the excitement and glow mm-hmm. of all of that. Yeah, that is exciting. And I'm also excited because I barely know what we're going to talk about today, oh, well, and I'm always especially excited when that happens. As you know, yeah. I know that <laughs> yeah. you know that I know that you don't know a lot about sports. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming there's some other people who listen yeah. that are like you, who mm-hmm. don't know a lot about sports. So, I, so yeah. I figured today I'm going to teach you enough about baseball in the 80s yeah. For you to amaze your friends and families at parties with your knowledge. <laughs> amaze your friends and fool your families. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm excited about that because, you know, we said baseball, right? Yeah, we're going to do baseball today. All right, cool. And, and I know enough to know the season's upon us. Yes, and that's why we're doing it, because baseball Perfect. season is right around the corner. You know, and I already said to my dad, who just, you know, moved uh, near us, hey, we should just, you know, one day just pick up and just go to a baseball game. And he knows only slightly more about sports than I do, or maybe yeah. less, but I'll know more. Yeah, after not, talking to you. Yeah. But before that, let's get caught up on 80s news. Okay, cool. So there's a bunch of 80s stories. I've got a few. You got yep, I got one talking? today. Right, cool. So in no particular order, um, and in light of our episode that we just talked about, MTV and music videos, and spoke with, again, we spoke with uh, Nina Blackwood. Hey, check it out. Did you see this? AHA's Take On Me has become the second 1980s video to break one billion, with a B, views on youtube that's pretty cool isn't it and i just was you know we we're just talking about how it's a breakthrough video it's yeah. one of my like top three favorites so does that mean our conversation may have pushed it over the one billion? Oh my gosh you're right i think we're responsible for this i hadn't thought of that <laughs> well let's see when this is dated oh uh, you know what this is actually says it's dated february 19th so well could it be me doing research that pushed it over Did pushed you? it over the and the i did edge? show it to my daughter that once uh, yeah I think I mentioned it on the show. So, yes. Yeah. I think yes. And we were teasing Nina Blackwood for a while. So, mm-hmm. cool. And, you know, all right. So, can you guess, this says this is the second 1980s video to reach $1 billion, what the first one was? I'm going with Thriller. You know, I would have thought it would be something like that, too. This is shocking to me. No, it's Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, it's a great song. But is the video all that? Uh, yeah, the video's good, too. Is it um, Take On Me good, though? It's not really a breakthrough video. I don't Ah, it's Guns N' Roses. I yeah. mean, it's good. Yeah, I don't remember. It isn't. It's just a follow like a young woman around or something like that. Am I thinking of it? I, I just remember him doing that snake dance. Oh, <laughs> we got to get back to doing video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on it. When we come back, it'll be even better. I thought it was interesting because I know that you like you mentioned uh, Electric Avenue as one of your favorite or videos uh, on your list. Yeah. 
uh, that the uh, video take on me was directed by uh, Steve Barron, who also directed uh, Electric Avenue and uh, Toto's Africa. Ah, see, that guy got a trifecta right there. And according to Entertainment Weekly, the video took four months to create, and uh, the illustrator Mike Patterson drew 3,000 sketches for the video. Which sounds kind of like a small number. That can't be right. 3,000? That sounds right to me. Huh. Okay. I guess, yeah. Well, I guess when I'm thinking about movies, they have yeah. far more, of course. All right. So in, in other 80s news, uh, we learned last year, I guess, only judging by the news stories, I didn't realize this until I saw this come up, but Apple TV is bringing back, well, I guess I should say Steven Spielberg is working with Apple TV to bring back the NBC show Amazing Stories. Oh, that's pretty cool. Remember that one? Yeah. So that was uh, it was a show that premiered in uh, September of 85 and, and ran through April of 1987. It was like a kid's Twilight Zone. Yeah, that was a fun one, though, because they had some cool stories on that one. Yeah. I, yeah. It was a mix of adventure and science fiction and all different kinds of things. Uh, there was actually a trailer for it. I haven't checked it out yet. I, I mm-hmm. will. I had hoped I would before. <laughs> and I meant for us to watch it together. Yeah, uh, you know. Forgot. We got busy. Uh, hopefully this leads to a Ripley's Believe It or Not 80s-style reboot. Hmm. Because I think they redid it already, but it didn't have the same kind of yeah. flavor. You're right. It did come back a few times. I was researching it for another episode for some mm-hmm. reason, and uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't I, I need that 80s-style where they just go and find weird stuff. Yeah. I wonder how in our era of, you know... Politically correctness? No, no. Well, no. I know. What, now you make me think, like, what stories did you see on that that were uh, insensitive? No, I was thinking, like, we've got so much social media now with, you know, s- stories already of question. I'm not going to say fake news, because that's a specific well, yeah. term meaning something. You know, we've got stories on the news all the time of crazy phenomenon that's spread around or viral. Yes, but it comes down to who the host is and how they present it. That's what made the original great. Was that Jack Palance that yeah. hosted it? Oh, okay, yeah. The way he spoke. <laughs> yes. We have gone through the forest. And yeah. We've brought back the pygmy skulls. Yeah. It's just the way he delivers it, you know? It's, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, he was, and he himself was, I don't know. Creepy? Creepy, yeah. 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 He had it going on for that show. Yeah, you're right. That is it. That is definitely part of it. That made you believe it and be a little concerned. Mm-hmm. Concerned for people that were working on the show. Are they safe? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to check out this trailer after we talk here because I loved the show. And I'm hopeful, since Spielberg is still involved, it'll be as good as it was in the 80s. Oh, I hope so. So what did you want to tell me about or tell us about? Well, you're probably familiar with this. Um, someone texts you, I had the strangest dream. Last night, I had the strangest dream. Okay, that I've gotten a text like that? Yeah. I've certainly had conversations like that, yeah. Yeah. People say that to and me. Then, and then you go back, and then yeah. they put in, I sailed away to China okay, I see in that. a little rowboat to find you. <laughs> that, that part has never happened. This is viral on the TikTok right now. Oh? What do you mean? The kids seem to love texting this to their friends okay. to see how long it takes them to figure out oh. what they're talking about. Well, unless these kids were raised right, which I am guess if they use TikTok already, I'm questioning their, well, my, my daughter uses TikTok. They probably don't know what it is. If they weren't raised right, they won't know what song that is. My daughter knows what song that is, but... Well, a lot of people, though, in a text, you wouldn't think of it until... I guess, yeah. You know, you're driving, you're trying to text and stuff. And So how does this manifest? <laughs> like, TikTok, I associate with that. Uh, they have that way of making videos look like they're sped up because you record them slow more slowly. So on TikTok, what are you seeing? Like, someone actually texting? Uh, or? Uh, apparently, yeah. You're watching them text people oh, and right. reacting to what they're doing there, so... 
this, you know, this is part of that. We've talked about this before. This culture <laughs> of instead of doing something, I'm going to watch somebody else do it. Yeah, this is approaching like as of this story, Matthew Wilder's obviously "Break My Stride" is the song we're talking about. Yeah, uh, this thing's like over you know eight hundred thousand TikTok videos on this very subject. I wonder. So it, it has actually pushed this song back onto the oh to the charts. I m- believe. I don't remember the video for that, but maybe it's coming for "Take on Me." Well, it's coming. So I wonder how they track that on TikTok. Are they actually using the song in the video in the TikTok? I don't videos? think so. I didn't bother to watch any of their videos. I just did some research on it. <laughs> Smart. And um, I'm assuming, though, because people go and listen to the song afterwards, uh-huh. it's pushed it back I see. into yeah. being relevant. I wonder. Yeah. I actually, th- uh, the, I think it's charting higher now than it did originally. Hmm. But well, I've, I've done no actual research to back that up. <laughs> well, it, well, it was very popular at the time, and there's, well, and there's more humans now on the earth, so that's probably, it's po- probably that's possible. probably true. And, you know, I don't like to let the facts get in the way of a good yes, story. Yes, I've heard this from somebody. But maybe there's a hashtag or something you do on TikTok so they can track how it's trending or something. Probably. They get to that 800,000, whatever. I don't know. Well, I love that song. So good. These are, you know, hey, it's all stuff we love from the 80s. So yeah, whatever it takes. And yeah. I, th- I think about, you know, Scott uh, last week from Retro Crunch said, you know, he's in, fan of, he's, a, he's in favor of reboots and remakes as long as they are able to at least keep what we loved from the past alive and for a new generation. Yep. So there you go. All right, and that is 80s news. Dun, 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 dun. Ack. And it says ack, because, you know, what are you, you going to do? I, uh, asked you, I had asked you to do the real one. And no. There's nothing you can do about it. No. Nope. Well, until I get my new equipment and everything yeah. is on separate tracks. <laughs> You're chasing me around the neighborhood. <laughs> Maybe you say it in your sleep. <laughs> I could put my phone near you or something. I have to coordinate that with your family. All right, so as you said, you're, today we're going to be talking about you're going to be talking about sports, and I'm going to be learning about you're baseball. Gonna, you're going to learn today. That's okay, what you're going to do about America's pastime. It's always what I want to do. I know. But I, often you probably find yourself at parties among our sportsy friends, right? I, I would, yes. And, and you feel left out because you have nothing to offer to the conversation. Have I ever told the story about meeting you for the first time? I don't think so. So, yeah. So I knew Ray was coming over to my house from my daughter's, my young daughter. I don't know. She was probably turning six or five at the time. It was, a few years, it was many years ago now, five or six years ago. And I knew you were coming. I had only ever seen you, I think. And I thought, like most males I've ever met, he's into sports. I live in Ohio now, and like 100% of men are into football, no matter what your other walks of, walk of life you have. So I thought, this is literally happening minutes before Ray arrives. I'm Googling Cleveland Browns. <laughs> and gratefully, like... Gratefully, the Browns stink, and so one thing yeah. that's consistent about the Browns is they're always getting a new coach or a new quarterback, like, every year. Yeah. And so I, I don't remember who it was. It was that short-lived quarterback at the time that just, <laughs> yeah, like, who? Got to be more specific. The yeah. one with hair. The one, yeah. The one with two legs. And, and he blew up, like, within, like, a couple of games. But anyway, so I had a story. Mm-hmm. I was ready to talk to you about it, and you came over to me and said... I heard you like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, Whoa. Yeah, much easier when I figure stuff out. Huh? But had it not been you, you're right. I've been in these situations. My, my oldest daughter recently said, hey, she, we may have some friends visiting. And she said, don't worry. You don't have to research sports. He's into theater, and he's a musician. And I was like, oh, cool. And those, he's a nerd. those things are not mutually exclusive. Right. But she said, don't worry about it. He's, uh, I find that hateful that she would say that. <laughs> discriminatory. <laughs> So, so uh, yes, I agree. So, yes, the next time you find yourself surrounded by a bunch of macho men yes. wearing ball caps and guzzling beer, you can use some of this information to help you along. Very good. 
we're going to go ahead. We're going to start with the 1989 World Series. Okay. Hmm. And you're probably not familiar with why that's important. No. In fact, I'm trying to think who played in 89. The Oakland A's, San Francisco Giants. Yeah. So you got that. Those are two teams you just mentioned, right? Yes. October 17th, 1989. Okay. Loma Prieta earthquake hits the stadium. Wow. Wow. Magnitude 6.9 earthquake goes off in pregame. That stadium is full. No kidding. Yep. Uh, Al Michaels is uh, doing the call on that one. And he goes, I think we're having an earth. And the screen goes to the the still image. And um, he comes back on air. And he says, we've just had an earthquake. And he's talking about it. And he's like, I don't know if you can even hear me. Wow. So it takes um, a full 10 days to get the stadium back ready. Chunks of Candlestick Park were falling down with people there. Oh, my goodness. I don't believe anybody was actually injured, but. That's amazing. Well, it's California. They're used to earthquakes, you know. They just hunker down in the seat and cover their head. Yeah. I guess where do you go? It's not like you could flee from it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's also the first time on live TV an earthquake is captured. No kidding. Uh, you know, I thought you were going to say Al Michaels was like, women and children first! <laughs> and in a panic just runs no, out. No, he did uh, his journalistic integrity mm. was perfect on this one. He didn't panic. Yep. He didn't run out of the building. He just sat there and talked into the microphone yeah, like he, a professional. He does seem unflappable. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, look, I've been to California many times. I like California. It mm-hmm. feels different than here. It feels so sunny and warm and, you know, all these things. Like, you, you just, you don't even know what to do with this energy you're getting. <laughs> it's like, where's this coming from? You feel like Superman landed from, you know, Krypton. Yeah. But that's one, there's so many things that could go wrong in California, it seems, between yeah. forest fires and mudslides and earthquakes that, and anytime I go, I'm like, am I going to get out of here alive? <laughs> it's like an action movie every time you go there. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, it's one of those uh, Roland Emmerich <laughs> movies. <laughs> also cool about this series was before this game, James Earl Jones reads Hmm. this epic poem at the beginning comparing running the bases to faraway lands and war. Oh, boy. (laughs) But it sounds really cool when he does it. Of course. Yeah. Now, I wonder, though, I mean, what were they doing? Is it... I'm just guessing. Ratings were probably in a slump or something for the World Series. They're trying everything to get it back, including faking an earthquake. Yeah, it could be, but... Having, uh, like, David Copperfield fool the crowd. And just to give you actual baseball knowledge about this... Okay, yes. The Oakland A's would go on to sweep the series. So they didn't play that day, obviously. So when you said it took 10 days, it was just postponed. Yeah, they they had to come back, fix the stadium, obviously, and the roads and everything. And um, you you have the, uh, the Bash Brothers... From that series. Okay, I've heard. That's Mark McGuire and Jose Conseco. Okay, so, and who they play for? Oakland A's. Okay. Yeah, I know that, uh, was it, um, Andy Samberg just did that with his uh, yes. fellow uh, Lonely Island. Yeah, they did the whole that. Blues Brothers image of them with the hats and the bats on the poster. Yeah. Which I've been trying to find one, but, you know, they're pretty rare, so. And they've got some, like, video or fake documentary where they're, yeah. they're uh, yeah. playing the Bash Brothers. Yeah, they got the nickname because when they hit a home run, they'd bash their arms together when they cross the plate, but oh. then it came out when they retired that they were both juicing on the steroids. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Hey, it was the 80s. Who wasn't? Well, the 90s is the steroid era. Oh, is that right? So they were ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. So the Bash Brothers, you get kudos for being ahead of the curve. Trendsetting. Just not in the right direction. Jeez, I remember my friends juicing in the 80s. <laughs> I mean, how was it not the 80s, wasn't it? I guess it was more underground or something. I guess the they just didn't care enough. But you have to remember, the 80s isn't the home run era. Yeah. The oh, 80s well. is more about pitching and hitting okay. and cool stuff happening. I appreciate that you said you have to remember, as if I knew that. 
Mm. Thank you. I, that's a bonus thing. I right. didn't know. Well, when you're at the party, hear my voice in your head. <laughs> I, I hear your voice more times than you can think. <laughs> now I'm wondering how I'm going to crowbar this into a conversation. Hey, enough about uh, the Browns today. Did you know in 1989, the Oakland, during the World well, you, Series? You have to wait for It's baseball season right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I'll teach you how to talk football at football time. Okay, you're right. It's not even football season. It's right. not football season yet. So okay. people are going to be talking about the Indians and the Reds. Right. Enough and about the things. Indians. Right. Look, I, got to, I mentioned the wrong sport to start You off. just have to get the, the subtle clue when yeah. they get, man, I wish the Indians would go back to the World Series. Yeah, just and like... And you can go, yeah, you remember in 89? Right. Hmm. And when they all look at you and they're like, are Will's going to say something? I realize now you just need to teach me how to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we need to... Let's pause on this. Basic groundwork. Uh, you have to listen for the clues. Okay. Hmm. All right. Steroids. <laughs> Juicing. Is it someone say, do you want to juice? Orange juice? I got a great story about the Bash <laughs> Brothers. All right, well, let's head over to one of the big World Series. We're going to go to the 1986 World Series. Okay, I know who played in that one. That was the Mets. Yes. But I don't who? know who they played against. Was it the Indians? No. Because oh, they, they played in some World Series. It that was, was the Red Sox. Okay, I didn't know that, obviously. Game six, mm-hmm. the Red Sox are on their way to breaking the curse of the Bambino. Okay, I do know what that is. Yes. So, what do you, do you remember what happens? Hmm. Mookie Wilson steps up to bat. Hmm. Is this the, um, uh, um, the the ball that goes between someone's legs? Uh, yes, he hits the slow roller down to first base. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner. Old man Bill's knees are yeah. shot. He can't right. bend over, obviously. Great player. This ruined his life, but mm. what are you going to do? It's, it's sports. That happens. Good for Mookie, though, right? Yeah, One sure. of the best nicknames in all of sports, Mookie. Yeah. So the, the ball goes through Buckner's legs. The Mets win that game. They go on to win Game 7, take the World Series. Mm. One of the most famous plays in all of sports. Yeah, and, and you say it ruined uh, Buckner's life because of the error? Yeah. Oh, so he was done after that. I mean, he might have been done anyway because his legs just... I think were... he ended up in therapy over this and everything else. Oh, like it's oh, like yeah. a lot, you know, like oh, physical yeah. therapy. Not just physical, but mental. Oh, wow. I could see because that. that's not... You... Yeah, this is the World Series we're talking about. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, this isn't your weekly poker game with your buddies. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, not only the, you know, bragging rights, but the money that, you know, the team is, you know, uh, the, the the strength, the power that you get as a, you know. And the second it happens, you know you're, back then, if it happened now, yep. that'd be a meme. Hmm. I see. And it would be related. It wouldn't just be a thing where, oh, you Bill buckner that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought that was a thing, Bill Buckner. So you say <laughs> if it happened now, it wouldn't be as powerful. Like it would just oh, no. be a, a blip. He would have probably been crying. Oh, it'd be worse. Yeah, yeah. it'd be worse because they would have already had the memes I see. by the time the game ended. Yeah, it'd be a gif going yeah. a loop of him missing yeah, the ball. Just be horrible. Mm. So I don't know. Playing sports could be bad for your health these days. Yeah, right. And social and having social media too. So I'm gonna touch on a couple of couple of players for you right now. Okay. Okay? Just so you can have some ammo for these conversations. Good. Cal Ripken Jr. I've heard the name. Nickname. Hmm. The Iron Man. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Because he had a heart problem and a battery in his chest? No, because he played in 2,632 consecutive games. Jeez Louise. Now, I know there's a lot of games in a season, but I'm guessing that's more than one season. That's a lot of seasons right there. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he is the all-time record holder for that. Wow. Started in 81 and went for decades. No kidding. And, and yeah. you say consecutive because that means 
He wasn't sick. He uh, never missed a game being sick, a birthday, a funeral. Does that nothing. Mean, and does that mean he must have played in all those games too? He wasn't yes. benched for some reason. He or? had to start those games or play in those games. He started all those games. Wow. Okay. He was a starter. So yeah. Cal Ripken Jr., the Iron Man. No kidding. All right, Iron Man. Cal Ripken Jr., Iron Man. Now, you know, I was just thinking you should quiz me after. I'm not going to remember any of these You're things. You're not going to, but. It's just because of my retention. Your your synapses might fire at a party, and you're like, Iron Man! <laughs> and just yell it out when someone brings his name up. And they'll be like, nerd! Because <laughs> I'll assume I'm talking about comic books. Well, here you go. Here's another awesome nickname. Okay. Ozzy Smith. All right. He would have heard of him. When he ran out of the field, uh, most famous for St. Louis Cardinals, when he ran out of the field before each game, he did a backflip before he went to his position at shortstop. Okay, I kind of remember that. Nickname? The backflipper? The wizard. The wizard. Oh, that's all. See? You see? Wait a second. These should be super easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, but if I also yell out the wizard at a party, again, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> You're into Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and obviously, you already know this, when Ricky Henderson stole the 130 bases in 1982, because okay. we did the thing on Facebook for his birthday post. Right. Yeah. So, you should already know that one to throw out. That's true. But did you know, Mm-mm. Ricky Henderson talked about himself in the third person all the time? Oh, boy. No. <laughs> yeah. I've met some people in real life who do that, and it's just, uh, I, I don't understand, like... uh how that happens, I guess. There's a quote from Tom Verducci of Sports Illustrated. This is what he wrote about Ricky Henderson. There are certain figures in American history who have passed into the realm of cultural mythology, as if reality could no longer contain their stories. <laughs> Johnny Appleseed, Wild Bill Hickok, Davy Crockett, Ricky Henderson. They exist on the sometimes narrow margin between fact and fiction. Hmm. So basically... You can say anything about Ricky Henderson. And it's true. And people will believe it. Huh. That quote, it makes me think of a couple of things. One, first of all, those other people on that list, they were legends like long after they died. <laughs> yeah. Ricky Henderson was already Paul Bunyan when Ricky Henderson was around, right? Yeah. Well, he still is around. Yeah. He's still Paul Bunyan. Yeah. And the other thing is, this. I wonder if this ties to him talking in third person where he was a legend to himself. He claims it's because he was scolding himself a lot. Oh, uh, hmm. why'd you do that, Ricky? Come on, Ricky, get your head in the game. Huh. Well, hmm. But then other people ran with it, you know? But he would also still do it. He does it. I see. So it's not just scolding himself. It's yeah. all, you know. Yeah. He's, he's a playful character. Hmm. So I, I want him to be more like Chuck Norris come future days. It sounds like he already is. Yeah. So you can throw that around anytime you want, Ricky Henderson stories. Uh, Ricky Henderson's like Chuck Norris. If you, you, know, you guys know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Paul Bunyan. Right. Wizard! <laughs> You're getting it. Okay, what else we got? Uh, there are oh, there's 150 years of baseball. Oh, okay. All right. America's pastime. America's pastime. There have been 23 perfect games pitched. Hmm. That that sounds like a lot, I think, maybe. Percentage In 150 years? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. 150 years times, that's, what, 300 games a year or something That's like that. 2,218,400 games. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. There that have makes been sense. 23 <laughs> total. No pitchers ever thrown more than one. So there's only hmm. 23 pitchers that have perfect games. Three of them happened in the 80s. Of course. Yeah. I wonder, like, where the other ones gather together. 1800s. Okay, so... Some of them are there. Some are in the 2000s. Does, uh, has the most there's, there's, happened in the 80s? Three. That's the record Well, percentage-wise, it seems like that's a high amount for 150 years. I mean... Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, out of 23, so, yeah. Out of 23, three in the 80s is good. You yeah. Got Nolan Ryan, Steve Carlton, 
and Gaylord Perry. Hmm. I've heard of Nolan Ryan. Uh, I don't know the other guys. Okay. What's cool about this, though, this is a fun fact for you at parties. Yep. Ron Hassey is the only catcher to catch two perfect games oh, in the wow. history of baseball. That's pretty cool. One of them was in the 80s, the other was in 91. But still, yeah. that's pretty cool. Hmm. I wonder if he, he must have been seen as a good luck charm after that. I mean, Yeah, teams would probably just sign him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like 65 years old sitting <laughs> in the dugout like, You just have to catch. Come on, fix your hat. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to stand up straight. He could be a guy that they wheel him out in a wheelchair and just <laughs> yeah. put him down on his knees. Or... All right. Kirk Gibson, 1988. I never heard of him. World Series, game one. Yeah. He's got one bad knee and a torn hamstring in the other leg. Sheesh. Wobbles out to the plate. Fouls off a ball. They try to pick off the guy at first. Guy steals second base. They're one run down. This is the bottom of the ninth. He hits a goddamn home run to win the game. No kidding. He can barely run around the bases. <laughs> I say, thank God it was a home run. He wouldn't have been able to do he anything He hit else. a squibbly little shot that went foul just off the line as he's trying to hobble down to first to beat it out, and it goes foul, and then he comes back and just hits a home run. Place erupts. It's, a, hmm. it's amazing. One of the greatest sports memories ever. Hmm. So all you have to remember is Kirk Gibson all right. crippled, crushes home run. Kirk crippled crushes. There you go. Kirk. That's a good one. And, of course, my favorite player of all time, uh, Pete uh, Rose. Oh, I thought it was going to be that guy you have the card since you were a kid. No, no. Pete Rose is my all-time favorite okay. because his nickname? Um, the Gambler? Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle, of course, yes. Ran out every play he ever played in, and he is the all-time hits leader in baseball, which he acquired in 1985. Hmm. 4,256 all-time hits for him. Wow. And he's also the last person to be a player manager in baseball hmm. in the 1980s. The last person. Okay. So obviously we've had it since. We have not had it since. Oh, he oh is, you mean he's he is oh, the oh. last one to be the coach and a player okay. <clears throat> at the same time. Oh, at the same time? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant this like after he retired. No. Oh, okay. Because I was going to ask you if it was then when he had that problem with the... And he was gambling at the same time. And then in 89, he got banned. This dude was a multitasker. He was doing it all. How did he have time to gamble? I don't know. He's probably at first base after a hit, like, calling his bookie on the phone. So do you think your favorite player should be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely, 100%. So how do we... Again, this could be something I could learn at a party, right? This is a... Mm-hmm. You know, I know you try. You tell me to avoid controversial conversations at these social functions. You say that on the show. You can defend Pete Rose all day long, and if it gets you in a fight, <laughs> I'll call you. You fight him. <laughs> I, I, I gotta fight him. <laughs> I'm like, look, these are my opinions, but my buddy Ray. <laughs> so, how do you parse this? How, how do you, if he was gambling on, I understand he was gambling on baseball. What's the finer point that maybe gets the, him the in the The finer Hall of point fame? for me is, is he always bet on his own team. Okay. He didn't bet against his own team. Oh, I see. So, so you, he was only gambling on himself to win. Yeah. You can't make yourself win. Correct. You can make yourself lose. You can make lose. yourself lose. Right. But, I mean, you can will yourself to win. <laughs> yes, but, yes. But that's a little harder. If the and, other team is willing themselves more. Right. And if you're a player and a coach, you could obviously tank a whole lot easier. Yeah. Oh, I see now. Okay. Well. But he has always said, I only gambled on myself with baseball. Unfortunately for him, the guy who banned him died like a month later. Oh. And that person's friends took over. Yeah. And they just hate Pete Rose. They, they think he killed him or something. I see. I don't know. <laughs> they, blame, they blame him for his friend death. But I'll tell you this. Uh-huh, okay. If the Houston Astros' entire team from last year is not banned oh. from baseball, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. 
So and so far, there hasn't been any. They've done nothing. Yeah. Well, they, what, the, they got rid of the manager or something like that. Yeah, they fired the coaches. Oh, the coaches. Whoopity do. Yeah, they still got a World Series title. Yeah. And they obviously cheated. Yeah. And I think that's far worse than gambling. You hmm. cheated. You know, obviously, I'm an Indians fan, and you know. Yeah, and they never cheat. Well, they don't because They're, they don't win. <laughs> well, no. Houston cheated and got to the World Series. Exactly. They cheated the Indians. Yes. Oh yeah. So. In my opinion, they should all be suspended without mm. pay for the rest of their life and banished. Yes, and then put. And you know what? Get them out of the country. I don't even want them here anymore. Oh, yeah, they tainted the soil of, they, of America. They, yeah, America. America's pastime. Right. They tainted it. <laughs> Taint. So that's that's my reasoning for why Pete Rose. If they if they put him in the hall, then yeah. I don't care about the Astros anymore. Oh, okay. So there you go. We'll start a movement for that. And look who's coming up. All year long, they look to him to light the fire. And all year long, he answered the demands until he was physically unable to start tonight with two bad legs, the bad left hamstring and the swollen right knee. And with two out, you talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. So Mike Davis, the tying run is at second base with two out. Now the Dodgers don't need the muscle of Gibson as much as a base hit. Sacks waiting on deck, but the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. So, so what have you learned? About baseball oh, so crap. far. So I was kidding about the quiz. Okay, let's see. Um, no, there's there's no kidding in baseball. All right, I learned there's a. Uh, what have I learned? I learned there's some. I learned it may be more exciting than I realized because, yeah. quite frankly, I think it's impossible to watch it on TV. It's so boring. But, but what could happen if you're the, watching live? Well, statistically speaking, nothing. But <laughs> if it's one of those lightning in the bottle type moments, there may be an earthquake. There you go. Or some other. Oh, I learned that. You yeah, in 1989, yeah. the Oakland A's were playing the somebody, San Francisco Giants. Yep, because okay. they're both cool. on the, the earthquakey line. Right. It, that, and it was just a coincidence that, that we had two California teams in, in the uh, World Series. Yeah, that just, it happens sometimes. It yeah. just happens. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It could be so. Seeing it live is more, a little more exciting because they have hot dogs there. And what they called the Jose Canseco and... Uh, Mark McGuire. What was their uh, nickname? Oh, the Bash Brothers. Because they'd hit their arms together yeah. when they when they round home plate. And also they would bash their arms together after they shot their juice. <laughs> I was going to say, yes. After they juiced, they would hit their needle marks All right. together. All right. Cal Ripken Jr. What's his nickname? Mm. Iron Man. Yeah. Yes. And he played over 2,000 consecutive games. There you go. I don't remember exactly, but that was a lot. I'll give you the bonus knowledge now. Okay. He broke Ty Cobb's record. Oh, okay. I've heard that name before. That's an old timey name. Yeah, right that'd there. be a, that's a valuable how, baseball card to have. Well, that's how long that record stood. Although maybe they didn't take photos then, so maybe they didn't have cards. Uh, they had cards, but I think they were just hand drawn. <laughs> it was a sketch artist. They were, yeah. yeah, it was a sketch artist. <laughs> they brought in the police sketch artist for the <laughs> the cards. Everyone was handmade. <laughs> All right, Ozzy Smith. Yeah, Ozzy the, Smith, the backflipper. Right, he was not called the backflipper. He was called the Wizard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Let's how see. that translates, but that's an awesome name. It's killing. Yeah, the Wizard. Oh, it's because he was so good at defense. Oh, okay. He was like a, a multi Golden Glove winner, which oh. is when you're really good at defense hmm. and the ball doesn't get by you and don't commit a lot of errors. I see. So you get prizes for that. They're called Golden Gloves. 
Mm-hmm. And Ozzy Smith had a bunch of them because he was diving all over the place. Hmm. So, you see, you're doing good on the Okay, quiz. yeah, all right. Oof. Who is the greatest baseball player of all time? Okay, now again, I remember you have a baseball card at home that you've had because you said he's played it every decade since you first started watching or something that's, like that. No, that's Dave Winfield. That's Dave Winfield, okay. But it wasn't him. What you said, who said is Pete Rose. Yes, Pete Rose, good answer. Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle. Not the gambler. And what is he the all-time leader in? Uh, hits. Hits. Yes. Um, that's how is that still true? What do you mean? Do you know how hard it is to get that many hits? Yeah, well, I'm thinking you know, like you're talking about how the '90s was the era of juicing. So you got yeah. your Mark McGuire. Your the, okay. Um, what was the other guy that gave him a run from his money? Well, um, let, let me give you the stats on. He started playing in '63. Okay. And retired as a player in '86. That's crazy. How could he play for that many years? Because he's Charlie Hustle. So, I, I mean, a lot of players, well, certainly pitchers, are retired before that. Uh, most everyone's retired before okay. they're in their 40s. Yeah. Okay, so he, so his secret to having the most hits is he's just been playing a lot longer. And he was also the best player ever. Okay. That helps. That's true, too. Okay, sure. And right. I've also learned he should be in the Hall of Fame. There you go. So when you say that at parties, yep. you might want to pound on the, the <laughs> table a little bit. That's how I'm going to enter a party. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. Which one of you schmoes is bad mouthing <laughs> Pete Rose in here? Who is this guy? <laughs> All right, Kirk Gibson. Hmm. What that? Oh, what oh, that oh, oh you do? gave me a mnemonic, some kind of mnemonic device. Kurt. Kirk. Kirk. Like Kirk. Captain. All right, Captain. Captain. Even Kirk. He crushes something. He does something before crushing. Kirk. Uh. Hmm. Gibson oh. hobbles out to home plate on the oh, bad yes. knee and the right. hammy. Okay. Well, what was the mnemonic you gave me that would help? Kurt crushes. That was you. Oh, I thought you meant to do that. Uh, no. You, you gave me three hard C sounds in a row, and they just were like, oh, I'll always remember now. And I forgot. But you didn't. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> if you had given it to me, I would have. But I yeah, made it that up. That's true. Okay, so yes. Right. So, yeah. Kurt, he, Kurt Gibson hobbles out to home plate. A, a pulled hamstring and a mm-hmm. busted knee of some yep. kind. Uh, eventually hits a home run to limp around the bases. <laughs> and we enjoy that very much. Yes. How many perfect games were thrown in the 80s? Oh, now I know that because we went over this. It's fantastic. Three. Correct. Out of 23 total in 150 years. Yeah, that's 218,400 games. That's crazy. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I mean, for me, when I watch on TV, I'm like, I think that's how many pl- they play in one year. <laughs> I, I couldn't join that baseball <laughs> fantasy league of yours. I was like, there's no way. Oh, I love the baseball I thought basketball fantasy. was had a long season. Oh, I'm super excited. My draft's coming up for fantasy. Uh, but baseball has more games than basketball, right? 162 baseball games a year. Oh, well, basketball has got like... 164? It's in the 160s. Oh, okay. I thought it broke 200. So I think it's 162. Basketball has more than 200. No. Basketball has, I believe, 84 oh, really? games a oh. season. All right. So baseball does is as long as it feels. They double it. Yeah, well, it is. They play double headers, literally. Yeah, so yeah, literally. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you. In the yeah. '80s, Wrigley mm-hmm. Field in Chicago, okay, finally got lights so they could play night games. Oh, wow! I wouldn't have thought. I thought that would have been a thing already. They only played day games in, at Wrigley up hmm. until the '80s. Hmm. I wonder why. Because they couldn't get a permit for lights for a long time. Oh. Huh. Okay. Go Chicago! Finally, getting with electricity that, at night. That is my. Favorite ballpark in all of baseball. Have you? Are you familiar with Wrigley Field? Only by name. It, they've got ivy. I also on the love. Wall. I also love their gum. Yes, 
they have the the ivy on the wall in the outfield. Okay, that sounds beautiful. Cool. Hmm. So cool. Is it still like that? I believe so. Hmm. I didn't even think we had Wrigley Field anymore. I thought it was now, you know, uh, owned by some credit card company or something and renamed. Hmm. Nah, that that could never happen. Hmm. If it did, my selective memory just pushed it away yes. into the dark corners. Right. It's like the Jake. Yeah. Oh, the Jake. A lot of people still call it the Jake. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't even uh, know what it is now. Well, Will is referring to Progressive Field ah, in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. The Jake. Hmm. The Jake. Formerly Jacob something. Jacob's Field. Jacob's Field. Yeah. And here, here's your another bonus trivia that I didn't get to earlier. Okay. In the 1980s, the first pitcher to ever save 40 games in a season happened. Save? Save. So what do you, That's what when you that come mean? in at the end. Okay. It's like, and you're like up by one run, and you get everybody out in the last inning. They give you a save for that. Huh. Because you didn't wow. lose the game for them. <laughs> so you get a save. Congratulations. You didn't blow it. Yes. <laughs> So uh, it's a very important position, <laughs> and Dan Quisenberry, one of the best names in baseball. I, what? Dan Quisenberry was the first pitcher to ever have 40 saves, and that happened in uh, 83. So is this something only given to pitchers, you're saying? Only a pitcher okay. can do this. Oh, I see. Okay, that's what you're talking now, about. Now, right. this is such an important thing now. That you will specialize. You only pitch one inning. You're a specialty closer. Oh, now. no That's kidding. all you do. So if the, if the team is up, they bring in the closer. Yes. If they're down, do they care? No, they bring in somebody else to finish Just it up. But when the game matters, the closer comes in, and they make ridiculous money. Wow. I feel like, and I've never heard of Dan Quisenberry, so obviously they're very valued, but as far as name recognition among lay people like myself. Mm-hmm. is a great one. <laughs> he does sound like he should be doing something else, like uh, <laughs> baking bread or something. Like, yeah. Honey, we're running low on Quisenberry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a spread. <laughs> it's a spread. I go eat at a restaurant called Quisenberry's. <laughs> yeah. It sounds delicious. It sounds healthy, though, for you, I think. It's got berries in it, though. Exactly. Well, you like, okay, you like some healthy things. And he's got a great mustache. So he'd be like, oh, I'm eating at this <laughs> place. Look at this guy. I can see the logo now. <laughs> he's got a giant mustache in my mind. Uh, the other thing we missed was the movies. All right, sure. The 80s had some really good uh, baseball movies. Could almost do a whole episode on that. We could, but we're not going to. Oh, okay. That was my hint. That was my subtle hint. We have The Natural. I love The Natural. Eight Men Out. That's fine. Bull Durham. Bull Durham, very good. Field of Dreams. Love me some Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. And the greatest baseball movie ever made. Major League. Major League. Is that because it's starring the... Cle- or not yeah. starring, technically. Darn right, that's why. So it's about the Cleveland Indians and filmed at the Jake. No. That's not why? Filmed in Detroit. I thought it was filmed at the Jake. I'm pretty nah. sure I just read that. No, nah, it was filmed in Detroit or Milwaukee. It was not filmed here. Because um, you can see the stands don't have Indians gear on. Hmm. I thought you could see the um, the platform where they light the fireworks off. No, nope. every stadium's got that, though. Oh. They fooled me. They fooled you. Corbin Burnson. Oh, uh, Brewster's Millions. That's also a baseball movie from the 80s. Yeah, that's a good Technically. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. 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 And you have John Fogarty firing up. Yes. Put me in, coach. Yes. I want to play some center field. Yes. Very good song. I most remember it for its, like, fake clapping sound. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, great song. And you mentioned a movie that, oh, Field of Dreams. Yeah, I love Field of Dreams. Yeah, yeah. So baseball movies in the 80s were cool. And I think I've learned you enough about baseball Hmm. that we could wrap this one up. Yeah. So I'm letting you, I'm just looking at you. I'm not saying a word. So, well, what'd you learn? (laughs) 
Well, I didn't. I learned. I learned a lot of things. Okay, I, I yeah. mean, I learned. I guess I won't say we've proven anything because that's not my job to do. Well, I'm, I'm just asking before I before de- I say that I, I got to get some more information. Okay, how, how do you feel we did here? I feel that you know much. Look, every time we we talk about something, and I don't, and especially when I learn something new, it's just confirmed for me again and again, objectively, how special the 1980s was for different aspects of our life. And now I've learned baseball is, is you know that amazing and interesting trivia and players and facts, etc., happened in baseball, which I think is generally boring. In the 19, <laughs> of course, the most exciting things happened in the 1980s. It seems, of course. So, yeah, no so, surprise. Yeah, we have proven beyond yes. a shadow of a doubt oh, okay. that if you find yourself at a party yeah. <laughs> and you need to talk baseball, <laughs> yes. go straight to the 1980s. Yes. And maybe play, have this episode playing like in your earbuds. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you next time on The 80s. See ya. See ya.